It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your good podcasts from. It is a Thursday morning, already August the 10th, and in just a moment uh, we are headed off to Brisbane this morning, but first the Sunshine Coast's house prices. Now they've doubled in just over eight years and the median house prices increased from 492000 in early 2015 to 985000 in May of this year. And the growth rate is much faster than the national average of 15.4 years to double the price. In fact, only 11 out of 107 regions saw house prices double faster than the national rate. And the acceleration in real estate gains occurred mainly between 2020 and 2022, of course, driven by strong price increases during the pandemic. Oh, don't we know it. And a footnote here that Hobart has experienced the fastest doubling of house prices in just 6.8 years. Of course, some of these Sunshine Coast suburbs have seen remarkable property prices over the last five years. So let's take you to Brisbane this morning. We'll welcome back Varsha Daswani, the principal from SAI Real Estate Group there in Brisbane. And good morning, Varsha. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. You wouldn't be too surprised to see some of those Sunshine Coast prices, especially places like Caloundra. Yeah, Craig, yeah, 100%. Um, the growth rate that has happened in such a short span um, is just incredible. And the market in Sunny Coast is looking really strong at the moment. And people from Sydney and Melbourne, from in- investors from Sydney and Melbourne are looking to buy and sell in Queensland and especially on the Sunshine Coast. Um, from what we have had a uh, chat just last weekend with a few of them, that's what like the trend looks like at the moment. And one of the locations is Caloundra. My goodness, if we could only go back five, six, seven years ago and invest in Caloundra, that has had a massive uptick. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so Caloundra, Caloundra has grown, like the median house price in Caloundra is about $1.1 million, which is crazy, and about 12% growth rate. And a lot of people are wanting to move, especially to Caloundra, just because of the very fact that how close it is to all the beaches and motorway as well. Yeah. All right, well, we'll come back to Varsha in just a moment. We'll find out a little bit of news about what's been happening out of Brisbane. So we'll talk about that next. Each week, we bring you in-depth real estate discussions, including inspiring stories from homeowners, knowledgeable real estate professionals and economists. Whether you're a buyer, seller, or just a real estate enthusiast, we are your ultimate property podcast. Well, here's some pretty interesting numbers. The cost of a 20% house deposit in Australia has significantly increased in all capital cities over the past four years. Now, take a listen to Sydney home buyers here because you need around an extra $100,000 more for a 20% deposit compared to 2019 because the median house prices have 
have increased significantly. I mean, that's huge. 100 grand more. If you look at Melbourne's deposit requirements, they have risen by about $40,000 over the last four years. Brisbane requires over 50000 more for a 20% deposit. And Perth requires for their deposit for a median-priced house that is increased by around $32,000. These are not small amounts that people have to find. Birthday calls if you're celebrating today, August the 10th. Happy birthday. Antonio Banderas is turning 62. I bet he doesn't have any problems finding deposit for houses. Rosanna Arquette is turning 63. And Justin Thoreau, he is turning 51 today. Let's fuel your passion for property together. Join us along with our industry experts to help inspire and inform your next real estate decision. It's the main centre forecast. Around the country, and first we go to Sydney, expecting a mainly fine day. A little bit windy this afternoon, your high of 24. In Melbourne, expect some rain to ease, and your high of 15. Brisbane is the place to be, sunshine, blue skies and 24. And in Perth, cloudy with some rain, and your high 17. From interest rates rising, a shifting landscape, Rentals running hot, clearance rates, a tight rental market. We cover it all every morning from 6am on The Real Estate Breakfast. So for the beginner investor, let me ask you, is there one strategy, because we know that there's lots of different strategies, but is there one strategy that's generally more suitable than others? Look, again, it is client dependent, but assuming for a beginner investor, assuming they're quite young, uh, and we deal with a lot of investors in their 20s who are coming in and trying to get this started and and the looking to build a multiple property portfolio. So once we understand the client, then we can provide some advice on the type of property that would best suit their needs. Obviously, someone who's on a lower income, especially if they're planning to build out a a larger portfolio over time, they'll need to be a little bit more yield focused to avoid running into serviceability issues on future potential acquisitions. Ready to take your real estate knowledge to the next level? So are we. And we are back on your Thursday morning talking all things uh, Brisbane. Brisbane City is still offering strong rental yields to investors who are showing a bit of an appetite for it. Overall, these strong rental yields combined with potential capital growth does make Brisbane still pretty attractive for investors. And let's remember those interstate buyers and also overseas buyers who are very very much drawn to Brisbane's undervalued property market. And back again this morning is Varsha Daswani from the SAI Group there in Brisbane. And Varsha, with these investors coming from the East Coast, uh, what sort of an impact are you seeing right now on the Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast? Um, So Craig, investors from East Coast are not only thinking of buying, but also selling their investment properties and then buying back in Brisbane, selling low income generating investment properties and then buying the land is a trend that we are seeing in the property market. And this definitely have some positive impact on the stock and also on the price. Uh, And we have seen about 0.1% growth in Queensland in just like last couple of weeks in itself. And it is looking much stronger with the spring around the corner as, a, as more properties will be coming up on the market. 
And just in terms of the spring, I think we talked about that last time. Has there been more of an uptick in terms of people talking to you, vendors looking to to list uh, come spring? Yeah, hundred percent. As as I think we talked about it last time, we listed about eight to nine properties just in the month of July, and there are three, four more coming just in the first week of August, which is incredible. Uh, just to see the kind of growth in the stock as well, and all, we still have demand. There is like there is stock, but there is still demand from buyers all around. So from local buyers and as as well as interstate buyers, there is quite a lot of demand. So yeah, it is looking really good at the moment. Now let's just have a look at the the auction clearance rate in Brisbane last weekend. I think that that was somewhere hovering around that 60% according to Domain. So what did you see? What were the takeaway points for you with last week's auction clearance rates? Yeah, the auction clearance rate in Brisbane was about 60% according to Domain, which is showing positive growth. And the national like market report reported a clearance rate of 73.6%, which was higher than 71.1% reported over the previous weekend. And what about your numbers, your active bidders in terms of showing up on the day? Have you noticed that that is sort of improving? Yeah, the number of days have definitely improved, which was about 45 to 60. And at the moment, we are looking at like around that or less. It's just like the we are in a price correction market and now the vendors are realising that it's not the same market that we were in a few months ago and they are quite receptive in terms of accepting the market conditions and then that helps in reducing the days on the market. And of course, when it comes to selling your home, the choice between doing it yourself and using a real estate agent can make a significant difference. Selling on your own might seem cost effective, but you know it often lacks the expertise and networks that agents bring into the deal. Real estate agents can also, of course, handle the complexities of a deal. So what is the main difference, do you think? when vendors decide to sell their properties on their own versus going with professional help? Oh, the difference is massive. When the vendors decide to sell the property on their own, they just push it live on REA. That's not necessarily will help them to achieve a great result. Whereas when they hire a professional help, they are completely detached from the property emotionally. And that makes the process so much easier, quicker and better. Sales agents strategize on when to launch the property on the market and how to market the property to get the maximum exposure in the best possible way to find the right buyer for the property. Every property is different, Craig, and the marketing is tailored accordingly. So it's really important to kind of hire a professional help. I Like, I'll give you my example. I am an agent. I'm selling a couple of my properties and I'm hiring an external agent just because I'm detached from that property and then they know how to do a better job. And they are, like, as buyers as well, they, they are not liaising directly with the vendor. And that makes a massive difference for sure. Do you think that being a real estate agent, if they know you're a real estate agent selling your own home, that uh, they might be behind the ball game? Do Do you think in terms of trying to negotiate? 
Oh, 100%. Like the buyers will just put a really low ball offer just because they think that you are in a desperate need of selling your property. That cuts you off when you hire someone professional because they're not attached to the property. They are just here to do their job as professionally as possible. So yeah, it's really important to hire professional help rather than just selling your property on your own. Now, of course, those people that are thinking about listing at the moment and bringing their properties to market, sometimes it can be quite difficult to choose an agent. It's a little bit like dating, isn't it? You're throwing open the opportunity and not everybody is going to go on for the the date, so to speak. So how tricky is it, do you think, to choose an agent, a good agent these days? I would say when deciding to choose uh, your agent, the first thing you need to look in an agent is that they are upfront and honest on and doesn't give you a price that you want to listen to. But what is the market value and what the buyers would pay for the property? Someone with great reviews is always good, but someone who is who you think like when you see them in person and you connect with them in those 15 to 20 minutes are your agents because people choose people at the end of the day. And we as agents sometimes can feel we are we are competing with five, six agents for one property. And it's not about who gets to sell the property, but who is the right agent for that particular property is really important. Someone who's really transparent from the beginning and keeps in touch with you after the listing presentation is your agent. And it just shows that they will be following up on the buyers as well. So yeah, deciding to choose your agent is really crucial because building that trust in that initial listing presentation is really, really keen and someone who's like honest and upfront rather than just lying and just just giving you a price that you would want to listen because everybody wants to sell their property at the highest price possible. But that might not necessarily be the case. It definitely sounds very similar to dating. You know, being honest, uh, you've got to have that connection, got to be transparent, you've got to build that trust, as you were saying. Everything's sort of the same as, as dating, except a lot more money riding on it. Varsha, great to chat with you on this Thursday. Enjoy your day, and we'll talk again soon. For sure. Thank you so much, Craig. Don't navigate the real estate market alone. Let us help guide you in the world of real estate every day. Make better informed decisions with the latest news and insights. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 